Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the New Normal Podcast with Lee and Chantal. Hello, Chantal. How's work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If only my coworkers will watch this. Um, well, basically, I'm going to be in a new role and I'm going to have to do some conflict resolution stuff, which is great. I feel like I'm doing that right now for myself. And basically the lesson I've learned is because, so I respond to situations really passionately and it can come off as very like mean or direct and like depends on the person. They might not wanna be direct. And I've been learning from yoga to just keep <laughs> calm and be patient and have better conversations. You've been learning and from yoga to reach your inner space. Yes. So I just got a hoodie that says the journey <laughs> to inner space. And then it has like a space guy on it. Anyways, is this from this place in Vancouver called Jaybird? If you haven't been, it's like really cool. There's no like mirrors. It's in a dark place. And then you just get in your zone. You know, you get into your mind. So anyways, I've been going to these yoga classes regularly. And I have been getting into my inner space and having mental clarity. So I feel really good about it. And I'm, I want to preach this because maybe it'll help someone in their conflict resolution, whether it be personal or professional. In my case, mainly professional lately. I mean, it used to be personal, like with our relationship, but I think I like figured it out. Anyways, so now why are you looking like that? I don't know. We'll see. Okay, well, we'll see. And so basically, what I want to get at is the things that I learned in yoga, which is like, breathing exercises, and like, just like keeping my mind calm and finding my peace while I'm trying to um, comb through the conflict, or try to keep my emotions at bay while trying to communicate something is like, very important. And I think is like overseed in actually trying to communicate effectively with other people. So I did that today. Okay, so <laughs> someone came up to me and was talking about a situation where I would have to maybe train someone, not even in my field of like area even. And I don't know, it's just like, oh, well, help this person out so it can free your time to do other things too until you can continue learning. But the approach that was taken here was bothersome to me because it wasn't helpful. And, and the problem is when someone thinks it's they're helping you, but they're actually making the situation worse. And like, it's so frustrating to even like go through that and communicate with someone about it. Like it's frustrating. Like usually my response would be like, oh, just like give up and like, throw a fit or throw a tantrum and I think that I handled the situation better because I remembered how to keep calm and like get to the point and like be present about what's happening and be objective about it too so why why were you able to keep calm 
when you wouldn't be able to before because you breathe <laughs> you yeah breathe. i think that i'm like more aware <laughs> because you didn't, you didn't breathe before no i probably didn't I probably like hold in all of my anger inside <laughs> and like this time i'm like trying to breathe and like trying to remember how i'm feeling so if i have like something triggers me like now i know and like i know how i start to feel and like how i start to respond so passionately towards something and like towards a situation or towards a person that i'm like oh okay like i'm getting triggered right now and then i remember like okay i responded like this before but this is what i want to work on and how i can respond better so that i can you know um um have this result like i want this outcome to be better um or like i think about it in this is what i want to happen from the conversation not focus on my feelings what was the biggest uh, thing before that were blocking you from doing that i think it's like on what i think of so for example in this situation or when you were emotional before, you didn't even know you were emotional. So you didn't even know you should deal with it. See, I understand the point that you're trying to make right now. <laughs> I'm just asking. And we'll get to that. Like, 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 what's the, you know, before you get emotional, but you think you're thinking, but now you realize. So if you feel blood rushing to your head, when you're seeing red, when you're tasting bitterness in your whoa, mouth. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Not that bad. You know, these, these hints, now you realize, oh, maybe I got to step back and calm down. I'm not my usual self. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I started feeling. And so that's why I'm just like, okay, well, I don't want to come off this way because usually that's the response that people take from me is like, well, I'm pretty intense. Um, I mean, like I can be, I think that sometimes I overthink that I do when I'm really not, but I think in this case, it's more effective when I'm trying to be more objective about the situation. So yes, what do I do? I like feel like, okay, so this is happening right now. Um, how can I make the situation better? And okay, to answer your question, what makes it different? And and what makes it different from my old me, I guess you could say like quote old me is that I focus so much on myself and what I want to get done. And or I focus on like, I know that I'm right. I know that they're wrong type of thing. So I have a closed <laughs> mind. Your focus? That doesn't seem like a good focus. It's not. That's the old me. Okay, so the old okay. me would have a closed mind and just be like me, me, me. Now the new me is more open-minded and more like, okay, where are they coming from with this? They obviously think that where they're communicating to me is valuable, but why do I think it's not valuable or not that it's not valuable, but how can I improve on what they're telling me? You know, so it's not that they're wrong. It's that they see it from another point of view. So how can I add value to what they're looking at? So it's not the like, I'm right, you're wrong type of situation. But if you look at it this way, how else can I add value to how you're looking at how you're looking at it instead of like, yeah, just being so wrapped up in my own head and just yeah. allowing yeah, I, them to. I would say you're problem. not as so much not so much passionate you were more like reactive 
I guess so, yeah. If something happens, you just react to it. It's not something you want to do or you want to say, but then because some, something happens to you or somebody says something, you just react. Mm -hmm. Say something back. Oh, that, you know, that person said that, that hurt me. Let me hurt them back. Like you just, you're nothing, yeah. you know. Kind of. And it's like in spite, you know, like it just, it just happens type of thing. It, like I wasn't even thinking I'll just respond in a way. Um, whereas now I realize even through our relationship, like it's actually better to take a step back and like have create that space for myself, even if it's just one second of thinking first before speaking, because like you really can't take back your words after saying them although it's like a lot of people do that you know they just say it like and it slips out well like no I think like you're you are responsible for your words and how you affect the other person and like I think I've lost sight of that a little bit so that's why now I'm just like I like think about how that affects the other person yeah, if you can't take back your words, like, but it's okay to make mistakes. But the problem is, if you make a mistake this time, and the next time you make the exact same mistakes, you know, then you're not really going anywhere. Yeah, and like, so if you if you say something that hurts somebody, and then you remember, like, how you reacted to what you said. If next time you consider it twice, that's a progress. Mm. You know. And like, I was gonna say something earlier. Like, um, e even with us, actually, when we don't see eye to eye, um, I'm adding more fuel to the fire by just like firing back instead of like taking a moment to understand like, okay, like maybe you're, you're right. Which most of the time you are, but sometimes you're not. And, or sometimes I don't know, I don't know. I don't know any of those times. Excuse me. But that's okay. You know, it's still, it's still, you know. Lee. Well, 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 well. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just more in tune with, with all of that especially now in my role like being in a different position too gives me like it, it makes me think differently about how I'm actually going to affect people because then I'm I'm in a position where someone's actually looking up to me in a way even though I still lead by following but yeah I just want to be more accountable and um, I want to make sure that even though if I don't speak, that my actions speak louder than my words and that I hold my weight and I hold value as well. Because mm -hmm. I, I guess like part of that is like my journey into recognizing my self-worth. Is that weird to say? I hope not. Like, I don't know if other people go through this, but. Yeah, even though I'm right all the time. Whoa. But that's. Uh, no. That, Definitely but, not, especially not with directions. <laughs> with the I follow the GPS. Okay. Smart people gotta know. Even to with GPS, other. you mess up and it's already telling you. See, that's like that's a tell. That's a tell. 
you know that people. you know that TikTok where that guy was telling that girl <laughs> how does it feel to be with to be with the best boyfriend or something what did he say he said uh how how do you feel being with a guy who's never wrong oh yeah see and she's like no you're wrong about everything you're wrong yeah. about directions you say you don't need it and when we go to miami it takes you six hours but when it's, it's a, yeah when it's really three see this is the exact same i feel like <laughs> this is the moment if i could just insert it somewhere i would but yeah. anyways. anyways let me stay on my point okay this is guys this is how girls argue they take you somewhere else no so that, i'm not no. <laughs> so that definitely so that, not they distract you away from the point that you're right on i was not but anyway so, your point then so my point is even <laughs> though even though i'm right all the time but that's he that's, likes to think he's right all the time but that's not the point okay because you cannot always look at it in the way that who's right i've learned this from school i've learned this from reading books they say most people look at uh, interaction or teamwork or negotiation as a compromise. Is it, is it my way or their way? And then someone's got to lose, then, then, but then it doesn't have to be that way. It can be a win-win, you know? Of course you would turn it in negotiation tactic on this <laughs> conversation. What do you mean? Yeah, that's how? when you know that's when you know you're getting lawyered so lee also like is a lawyer and a psychologist and a psychologist and a philosopher like he's just all in one so sometimes that's actually really annoying like it, it at first it was like admirable you know it's like oh wow like this guy's so smart but now it's just like can you get over yourself <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? you're not always right but that's okay. That's not the point, even though I am. <laughs> but that's not the point. Revert back to original. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when we have an argument, the, it's not for us to figure out who's right, who's wrong. That's not the point. It's for us both to find a way that can, you know, solve the problem. I'm just looking for the best answer. And we won't even have the best answer most of the time, but... We need to work together to get to it. Which I feel like for the most part now in a relationship. Yeah, just, do, a real, just real quick, a good point. You mentioned just, just there, right there. Is uh, people are very loyal to their point of view. They view the point or the method, or the approach, whatever it is, as theirs. And then when they argue, they feel like they're being attacked personally and then if their math method or point of view is not taken they feel like they lost but then that's that that method that point doesn't belong to you this doesn't belong to anybody yeah you know like if two people in a relationship figure out a way to make the relationship work both people win no matter what which method it's not the method even if you come up with a method it doesn't belong to you this there's no ownership of ideas. They're just, you know, they're just all there for you to, to take. So, you know, yeah. so, so, so when you argue or discuss something or whatever it is, you should treat it as 
I come up with an idea or I have my way and you have your way, then we put them up both on the table and see we have two ways. Now let's figure out which way is better instead of this is my way, this is your way, let's figure out whose way is better. You know, who's right, who's wrong, whose way is right. This, mm-hmm. that, that way doesn't belong to you. Stuff like that's an ego thing. You know? Yeah, but that's why I say it's better to just work together and then find what works best. You know, like it's not yours or mine or whatever. It's like, okay, how can we get our our most best ideas to be together or like have a hybrid or like whatever? Like, you know, re- that hap- refine it every time. That actually happens uh, in fighting a lot. Like, like, especially in Chinese Kung Fu or whatever, or, or even in other disciplines, like boxers think boxing is the best and, and Muay Thai thinks Muay Thai is the best and Jiu-Jitsu thinks Jiu-Jitsu is the best. And they get into their head thinking that, you know, boxing belongs to me, I am boxing. And they refuse to learn any other method that works because they're like, oh no, that's Taekwondo thing. That's a, that's a Jiu-Jitsu thing, I don't do that. And then later on, when you see in UFC, the people who are actually goes around, they don't have a quote-unquote style, do the best. When Habib learns striking, he does better than other wrestlers. And then when Charles Oliveira, who's a, a jiu-jitsu guy, learns striking, he does better than other people. And when, when uh, striking people like Israel Adesanya, didn't know any grappling and he learned grappling and he does better than other people it's the people who just look at everything as they're like all equal let's figure out what works instead of saying this is this discipline this is mine you know that discipline like i'm against theirs like Mm -hmm. i'm a boxer i'm a better than a wrestler or i'm a jujitsu guy or like whatever guy like doesn't matter like what are you doing if it works you test the method against the other methods if it works take it that's the best thing about being a human you know you can you can learn you can critically think and you can take anything you want rather than if you're a dog if you're you're like a i don't know whatever chihuahua or something you're gonna walk like chihuahua you're gonna bark like a chihuahua you're gonna you cannot learn from a husky you know like like this you're the born that way it's set for you where whereas mm-hmm. for humans you can look at things and adapt and like mold yourself into the person you want to be that's like the biggest advantage of of being a human but most most people throw that away because they're so in their head about who they are already and they refuse mm-hmm. to change or learn or adapt yeah and i think in like this situation um at my workplace, for example, someone's giving me feedback on my workflow and the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And I made, like, I had an open mind. I thought about it and I found reasons and I reasoned um, why it was a good idea or why I thought it wasn't a good idea. And like I had justification for it it wasn't just a like no like I'm an expert in what I do um I'm gonna keep it this way it was more of okay like what you're trying to propose is actually affecting my workflow so it it actually doesn't work like I can try that but I foresee that 
um, it, it's going to affect my workflow negatively than you had anticipated or proposed it would, you know, so and handling that when I know something is is like I'm owning my own craft kind of and like being an expert in my role um, and then having someone on the outside comment on something that they don't know any like they don't have any understanding of my processes bothered me um, and my initial reaction is like oh well why are you you know I'm getting into my business when you really don't know what I do day to day type of thing but instead I was just like okay like why are they telling me this like um, firstly is like okay why are they telling me this secondly is like I'm actually bothered by them telling me this and then thirdly um, how can I alleviate both sides of the equation so that we both get something out of it, you know, or we both get a win out of it, which is like working together. Also, another point is the, what I just said was, you know, there are people who have big ego and they, even if they're wrong, they refuse to admit it. They refuse to take the better thing. But then also there's another side where there is no better or worse. We see this in, uh, in fighting and in business. As an example, if Steve Jobs and Bill Gates were working in the same company, they would have fought to the death. Neither of them would agree with each other because their vision, of, their vision and style of where they want to take the company are completely opposite. But then as we have seen, both Microsoft and Apple are successful. Both of their messages we're right. It's just like a diet. You know, some people are so big on being vegan. Some other people are so big on keto. You know, everybody has their own diet. And if they're passionate about their diet, you put them in the same room, a big fight will always break out because they always believe their thing is right and the other party is not listening to their reasons. But then the problem is it's not that they're right or they're wrong. It's that every, a different thing works for different people. And they're arguing about diff things based on a different premise. In a university, we play a game. I don't know if you played it. It's a, with a very good teacher. I wouldn't name... I want to name the name, but. Okay, well, you're going to have to tell me after because oh, yeah. we'll see if I recognize this game. Yeah, so we play the game. So the teacher hand out um, the rules for the game for like 10 tables. We had 10 tables. So each table has like five people or whatever. And the teacher hand out the rules and then we started playing. And then after five minutes, we switched tables. We switched uh, like groups to play with basically and then we went to the next table and the next table slowly people started fighting and arguing and everybody thought they were right and everybody thought the other person was dumb and not listening to them not listening to reasons because they're not following the rules of the game they're like playing things that don't make sense and at the end the teacher came out and said the rules I gave each table is different. So, oh, yeah, all of, I this. so all of you 
Like they all look mostly look the same, but then there are minor differences. So all of you were playing based on different rules. And, and then that's the rules you have in your head and you're arguing against them. And they have a different rule set in their head. So they think you're dumb and you think they're dumb, but then it just, you know, the differences between you two has nothing to do with uh, who's dumb. Mm. And I think that, that actually, I remember vividly. That, that hit pretty hard. <laughs> Not many things that I remember from school, but that's one of the things I remember. And I think that's a very good point. And that happens a lot, a lot in real life in all sorts of uh, situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why like in, in this case and in my situation or even just in our relationship now it's just like okay maybe you're looking for a different result that's why I'm trying to understand like what Mm -hmm. the other person is trying to get at at the end of the day like they see something that I don't what is it and like why don't I see what they see you know yeah just just add on real quick to the rule set the rule set of the game is basically your perspective to life when you hold a different perspective than other people, you're like living on a different dimension. Like you argue, even if it seems like you're arguing about the same thing, you're not. So you never agree. So, yeah. if, if, so if you don't see it from the other person, you don't try to understand their perspective, where they're coming from. Like it's something that you say this a lot, like a lot of people say this a lot. It's like, why do they do that? You know, why do they do that? You say that because you don't come from, you don't have their perspective. You don't come from where they come. If you had their childhood and upbringing and education, all of that, you would do the same thing as them. So the reason they do that is now because, you know, it's like a, it's like a result of all of the life experience combined that led them to that moment in life that make that decision. So if you judge them, their decision-making based on your life experience, then it's a completely out of sync. Yeah, of course. Um, Actually, what made, like, what prompted my thought is also, um, are we responsible for how the other person feels when we don't know their background? Mm. And so like, yeah. Or like, depends on, you know, who you are, what your relationship is and, you know, and all of that. If you go to work and you're, you're there to do the job, and they're not doing the job, then they're, whether they are not, you know, like whether, whatever they feel, it's kind of irrelevant. It's kind of like back, I think this, this is still a thing, but for firefighters, there's a different set of standards for females because they're trying to do a gender equal thing. Like, oh, females physically are not as strong, so they give them a lower standard. But then the problem is when you're a firefighter, your goal is there to back up your other firefighter uh, teammates. So I don't care if you guy, girl, 
you're hurt at home, you're emotionally unstable, whatever it is, you got to be able to pull me out of the fire when I need you to. That's what you sign up for. That's the purpose of being a firefighter. Mm-hmm. So if you sign up to, to do, do a job and you're not doing the job, then, you know, like that's whether like maybe you don't have a choice maybe it's not your fault but it still doesn't change the fact that you sign up to do this 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 job and you didn't do it yeah so that's the thing that i'm trying to also be more like aware of is that other people are different stages of their mental health and like i realized that i could be a trigger to another person but at the same time i'm thinking about how well we still need to get this done so if someone is not in the right place like mentally in the right place to be doing their work like is it the employer's responsibility to be able to give those like mental breaks, if you will, if the workplace requires it? So like from my experience, and I've talked about this before as like customer service, um, if I have a like really abrasive customer, I, and I need a moment to like regroup in the back of the store or whatever, like whatever have you, um, is that acceptable and is that you know a situation where um a colleague needs to be more empathetic to my needs or not even me like i'm just saying like in general oh, or uh, even like taking a moment from a coworker that does not have empathy for the other person in a conversation it's a a little different because you're working in public right now i in- guess so even if you want to you can't really do much you know but in private how it works is if you underperform and you you're replaceable then you'll be replaced Mm. regardless of the reason you can say oh i got you know i have mental health issue you can say you know you can say anything you want it doesn't change the fact that you're underperforming on tasks that uh, can be replaced by somebody else who can per- always perform better. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's like if, if you cannot complain that always tall guys get into NBA, that's just, they perform better. You can't complain in the back room. Like I'm, I'm shorter. That's why I'm. It doesn't matter. I need this many rebounds, this many scores. Can you get it? Mm-hmm. You know. And if you are deficient in certain areas, let's say you're a, a customer service person, and you need more breaks than other people, then you better do something else better than anybody can do, and that's irreplaceable. Like, if you're a CEO of a company and you have weird quirks, you know, you, you act all weird and nobody likes you. But when, it times, when it's time to make hard decisions, you're the only one who can lead the company to the places, 
then maybe you still keep your job like mm. you know like but then if you can't be like oh all i'm all of my areas are weak but i want you to accommodate for my needs that doesn't you know like that doesn't really work in private yeah i guess like another thing too in public that I actually um forgot to mention is that there's unions so like one thing that's like offensive is like so like sensitive and then it'll be a whole thing like yeah. documents written up or whatever like I'm not sure how it works I, I haven't gone through the process but like yeah because I can imagine that it's a lot of paperwork and then yeah that takes that takes the option out when you ask like should I have to deal with their emotions when firing the replacing them is not a choice, then you have to deal with it. Where what else are you gonna do? Mm. You know, in, in private, it would be a more of a decision. If you had that power, it would be more of a decision of yours. Is it worth it to keep this person or go through the trouble to hire a new person? That's more of a question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, in private or in public? In private, that's more yes, of a okay. question. But then, like, but then in private, like for example, right now there's a shortage of labor. Even if your workers do a very bad job, you still gotta consider it twice, three times before you fire them, because you might not be able to find a worker to replace them. And even if you do, they might just do as bad of a job because they don't need the job that badly. Hmm. So there's that, that decision for you to make. But in public, you replacing anybody is not an option that you don't even need to consider. You just got to work with whether you like it or not, whether, it, whether it's the best for, for, for the organization or not, you got to work with it. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, it's tough to be in a situation where you don't really have a choice. So it, it's more of a challenge to be forced to work with people who aren't like-minded or who are clashing all the time or who find things offensive so easily. It's like risk mitigation as opposed to being more proactive. So I feel like that's where I'm at in my workplace it's just like okay so what's collateral damage now like someone's gonna not feel good about something and it it's like you, you can't make everyone happy and in public I feel like that's what everyone's trying to do is try to make everyone happy but clearly that's not the way to go about it yeah well the difficult thing is in public you don't really have a unite you don't have a goal to unite you. Whereas in private, each company has a mission and that's a goal that unites people. Even if you come from different backgrounds, different, uh, you're, you're not like-minded, but you're, if you all of you are working toward the same goal, you can still share that common ground and work together. You don't have that in public, so it's a lot harder. There but, is, like there is uh, the mission and stuff like that, but I don't think that it's like, 
embedded into the culture. I feel like there's not much of a culture. There's like subcultures and then the, within the subcultures, it's like more subcultures. So it's not very like- But you don't really have a mission. Your government doesn't really have a mission. I mean, the organization itself does, but like it's not- The government is led by a president whose goal is to get elected and they get replaced every prime four minister. years. We are Canadian, we have prime ministers. I follow U.S. news. Okay. <laughs> but you are a Canadian citizen and you have been sworn in and you Whoa. took the test. Whoa. Just saying. Uh, to expose me like that. <laughs> but anyways, back to my point. See, you guys, this is girls be distracting you from I'm away not from distracting your you. I'm just trying to, you know. Okay, so my point is yeah, in, in public, you cannot fire other people. So it's, it's difficult to f- assemble a team that you want. But then on the flip side, it's true. The, the good thing is you can't get fired either. So you don't have to make everyone like you. Everyone's settling. You know, in, in private, you have to politic a little bit. Is because if... Oh, no, there's politics people, in public. Still. No, no, but, 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 not I'm as saying, hard. but I'm saying in private, you can get fired. So you got to worry about not being liked by people. Hmm. Whereas in public, you won't get fired because you're part of the union too. So you can more or less do things your way. So there's the flip side of the coin of that. You can't fire other people, but at the same time, you can get fired. So you can do more of your, be more of yourself. If you don't care about the emotional stress that comes with not being liked hmm. then there isn't really real life repercussions of not being liked because they can't fire you anyway why why would you care about not being liked hmm. maybe this is my time to shine because i'm not really there to make friends and you know like my yeah. friend is is leaving for another job so i mean like there's other friends i do have friends but like you know who i directly work with yeah there's Very you difficult. can try try out more things that are more controversial you know if in private you try something it doesn't work they will come to you be like hey it costs us so much money like stop doing it otherwise we'll fire you so it's my time to shine to be an entrepreneur sorry an intrapreneur that's what you're telling me I need to accept the fact that this is happening and maybe I can actually change my workplace with no repercussions. You don't have to change the workplace. You just experiment for your own benefit to figure out what works for you. You know, what I want I want the, like my experiments for the greater good. If other people will be participating in it, I might as well have a win-win situation. It's like they're they're CEOs of companies that are going bankrupt. They go in, they try to save it for three years, five years. The the company goes bankrupt anyway, but then they come out with like holla experience that nobody else has. No, this is true. So the CEO themselves benefited greatly and they they look very nice on the resume. They're like, oh, we like I try to turn it around better than anyone else. And they had it's like so much experience with the not having money and people were scared and all types of things, but he couldn't 
changed the company. He couldn't have sa- he couldn't saved it. But then it it kind of doesn't matter for him. So the same mm-hmm. thing for you. If you figure out a way to you know help yourself grow and gain experience that you couldn't have from anywhere else then it's a win for you whether the office looks the exact same way three years from now five years from now it's irrelevant i'm taking full advantage of that and i'm finding ways that i can add value to myself as well which you will because for the past couple hundred years i don't think the government has changed much well the biggest threat is ai and robots taking over my job (laughs) this is true like in walmart my cousin sent me a snap and and um there are robots now doing the like what is it when they're cleaning the floors i forgot it was what it's called but like they're cleaning the floors and then it's based on like ai maybe like the the machine knows where it's going and knows where and it's walking into people so like that janitor or, you know, custodian, or however nice way to say the person who helps clean the floors, that's job's been taken away. Now a, a robot, like, you know, has taken that job. That's, that's only a simple task. Imagine yeah, what I'm saying, like, it's a think, start. Think about Tesla, autonomous driving. Yeah. Like how complicated is that? Like, People don't think about it. People like drive like by default, so they don't think about how complicated. But if you really think about it, you run into all types of random scenarios that you don't even know what to do. Sometimes you you'll be driving and you see construction, you're like, what what does that sign mean? Like, you know, the road doesn't always operate the same way. Yeah. Elon Musk has shown before that in certain areas there are camels or horses that run across the street. And then he's like, cars got to be able to see these things and like recognize it and know what to do. So that's like very complicated task and it's getting com- like closer and closer to getting completed. And with the Tesla bot, he says in a few years, it's going to be able to go buy your groceries and cook for you and go, you know, like uh, escort grandma to places. Mm. Yeah. So if if your job mostly just consists of repetitive work, then most likely you're gonna get replaced. Which I know. Especially if it's some like words on the computer, like you do data entry, you do. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that it's going to be so easy to be replaced Com- obviously computers are going to play computers better than you do you play real life better so it's a lot a lot harder for robots to do real life stuff yeah and we had this conversation in class like several years ago where like okay which jobs you know are going to have longevity over the jobs that don't and automated jobs or jobs that can become automated are obviously going first the ones with who keep the human interaction are the ones who stay longer longer so like you nothing can beat a a human interaction 
like whether it be consultation or something like that, that has something to do with like analysis maybe, or like an experience, like a restaurant experience compared where a wait, waiter or waitress comes to you compared to like you ordering on your own on iPad. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot uh, harder to replace a human that do, they understand, like they do human things like mm -hmm. art and, uh, or take a bunch of information and take other people, humans perspective into consideration and make a decision that have a big implications. Those are gonna be very difficult to be replaced. But, you know, all of the repetitive work, even the jobs that most people don't consider, they think it's like a highly skilled, intelligent job, like accountant can be pretty easily replaced. I they, believe this as well, actually. There are, uh, although they don't work that well yet, but then there are actually software that are designed to file taxes for you. You just mm -hmm. put in like the basic information and then it runs a algorithm and then it knows what to, how to file. Yeah. yeah. So. And we, we've seen banks getting dis uh, uh, disrupted by simpler online banking. You know, you don't need a bunch of tellers. You don't need to, all the complicated things. You just put in basic information online and you can move your own money around. You can move your money around now easier than ever with such basic uh, operations, you know? Yeah. So anyways. That's what you worry about, getting replaced by robots? Um, a, a little bit, actually, not going to lie. Because the, like people in pu public really do think that their job is safe and it's stable, um, maybe to some extent, but I, I really don't think so. And we're starting to see that more and more in our everyday lives and with how technology is moving. So I think that as much as I want to, like as much as my future plans include focusing on my family and raising kids and things like that. Um, and then having the flexibility to do that through having a stable job, I might not have that luxury that other generations before me in public had. Cause that's why people stay in public, you know, it's, oh, it's really stable, you know, you get flexibility, take care of your family, all this stuff. But really like people don't see it coming that their jobs are threatened more than ever now. So I, yeah, I, I'm feeling a little bit, not on edge, but de definitely I have my eyes and ears open and I, I'm very aware of the horizon from where I'm sitting mm. at right now. Whereas other people will be blindsided, even no matter how much of information news is out there about how the job market is changing, they're still gonna be surprised for, for whatever reason. But that will actually work to your advantage. You enjoy benefits that generations before you couldn't have. So first of all, the jobs by government would not be easily replaced. They will fight so hard 
to to keep it and like just look at taxis in in vancouver they they fought so hard to keep ubers away and they were successful for a long time and they are not even a government uh, you know arm the, the government is gonna you know they're they're not gonna um let that go they're gonna if the jobs can be replaced by robots the government's jobs will be the last one to be replaced. Mm. Just, just think about how behind your government uh, technology is. That's you know, true too. It's, it's like the last to adopt, uh, adopt new technology, especially if it threatens, you know, mm-hmm. when, you, when everybody gets, gets fired, the union loses union fee. So the union doesn't want you to be fired. The union is going to fight to the death to keep your jobs. Yeah. So that's first, first of all. And secondly, when you say, oh, the old, the older generation get to keep their job and they're, they're, they have more flexibility to take care of their kids, but you actually will end up having more flexibility by having robots helping you to do the day-to-day tasks. Imagine you don't have to go grocery shopping. You don't have to do laundry. You don't have to do the basic shit. How much time would that free up for you to just you know like you like you'll be able to keep your job and on top of that you don't need to do as much to take care of your kids you can just outsource 80 percent of the boring daily jobs to the robots and do the other 20 percent that count you know yeah so technically I should stay in government then. <laughs> I don't know. I go I always go through like back and forth, but I think that now that I'm trying to understand my situation better and how I can go about creating value for myself, um, I think that I'm I'm gonna stay true to my build my character uh, and work on what's best for me first than having to be really in the rat race which by the way i want to talk about a book in the upcoming <laughs> pods um but i haven't finished the book and i want to have a more well-rounded conversation about it so yeah anyways that's that's my um but back to the robot real quick that's like my dream scenario. Of to, course, to, of course. Like, I don't want to do all types of activities that the kids require, but don't add value. Like for example, if you cook them eggs in the morning, whether it's cooked by you or cooked by robots, it makes no difference to the kids. So I don't want to do any of those activities. Well, I want to cook with me. It's a little bit different than if they have a robot. Yeah, but would you want to be tied down to cook with your kids every day? Like you want want to be tied down to that, but if it's like a, a event or entertaining thing that we can do together. Exactly. That when you have robots, you have the option to choose to do that for fun. Whereas if you don't have the robot, that's just like you have to, you know. I want to have the robots to take care of all those like requirements for human survival. And then I come in to do the meaningful things, 
whether it's cooking with them, taking to the park, have a conversation, the things that add value to them that only I can do. Instead of your like old times, parents do like 10% of things that add value. 90% of the other things are just like they were being a robot basically, right? So, so I really hope that happens, even if it means replacing your job. Really well, by then I'm hoping that um, our financial situation would not be an issue. Well, if we can have a bunch of robots, we just manage a bunch of robots to go on and work for us. We make the robots to make phone charms, you know. Don't do I make a mockery of my phone charms. It's actually <laughs> more difficult than people think. So when I charge what I charge, it's because it takes time. And time yeah. is money. But that, but that see, that's, that goes to my point. Is like it frees up your time. Instead of focus on making the phone charm, you can just focus on doing the things that robots can't. You market, you know, you film video, you sell it, and then the robots will be there making it. I understand. Anyways. Right. Yeah, so with the robots, everything will improve. Your financial situation, your task, your flexibility, everything. So, you, so instead of feeling on edge, you should pray that it will happen as soon as possible. Especially if the robots coming from Tesla, then it's a double win for us, okay? And yes, <laughs> not just a double, not just a quadruple. Oh. Anyways, I feel like we covered quite a few topics today conflict resolution, understanding others from their point of view, communication, job security, <laughs> stuff. So anyways, having said all that, don't be normal, be yourself. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.